0: Everyone, it is jay scott and it is another episode of the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast thanks again for tuning in don't forget to write us a review uh, we do appreciate your support and time it takes to give some feedback like i said we always appreciate it we are part of the pantheon podcast network the official network of metallica's podcast so check out their podcast it's a Huge thing for us over here at Pantheon. And don't, don't forget to check out all the other great music-related podcasts that are on there. There's so many, so many diversified subjects and something for everyone's taste in music. So please enjoy. You can find them at pantheonpodcast.com and on social media at Pantheon Pods, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find The Hook Rocks and all three of those platforms, too, as well. Just search up The Hook Rocks. And don't forget to... Set your app for automatic downloads so you get the latest episode right to your phone. Like, subscribe, share, whatever you need to do, wherever you podcast. Uh, you can enjoy all the recent episodes and all the previous episodes. As I have mentioned uh, time and time again, we celebrated our four-year anniversary this year with Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick. And we celebrated our 500th episode with Nita Strauss, the guitar player from Alice Cooper. I think I get that. Switch. I think we celebrated 500 episode with Dax and four year anniversary with Nita. But nevertheless, go check out those episodes as well as the recent ones. We welcomed Tracy Gunn celebrating the life of Eddie Van Halen. Great episode there. We did our quarterly album review where we ranked the top ten albums over the past three months. We welcomed Labros G from 1000 Mods talking to us prior to their show in Chicago. That was a great time to catch up with him. It's been a few years since we last spoke. Spoke with Brett Emmons from the Glorious Sons, so please check that out. And Rachel Bello, the young up-and-coming rock star bassist who's paving her way in her rock and roll journey. So check out that interview. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This episode is a special one for me because it takes me back when I first started this podcast. It is the first guest that I interviewed uh, on the hook rocks and I've been a fan of the band's music before then, since then, love this band, been waiting for their new album. And as we just got done celebrating the last three months of some great releases, we have the first Friday in October, the new Lachinga album and we have Carl Spackler. My first guest is now returned. He's come home to the hook rocks. What's happening, man? How are you?
1: Ah, I'm super good. Yeah. Great. Uh, So glad to be back. It's been a while. And uh, yeah, just pleased as punch to be on the show again. Cheers, Jay.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you very much. Still the best answer to what hooked you on rock and roll is (laughs) Carl. And if you want to find out what that was. Go check out back in, I think, October of 2019, September of 2019. Just an incredible story. And no one's been able to beat that story since because it's badass. It involves a jukebox and Led Zeppelin and an old codger dude at the bar. It's awesome.
1: Still, still picture him in my head and hear his very thick, uh, authoritative accent.
0: Yes. Yes, okay. the No Fun uh, the no fun Police came in that day and demanded yeah. you take away or take turn off Led Zeppelin. Who does that?
1: The power of music, man. It's incredible. Like
0: okay, I always uh, say, I don't trust anyone who doesn't like Led Zeppelin. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so the new album comes out October 6th, this Friday. By the time this airs, it'll be a couple days after, but lots to talk about with it. Let's start with, it's been a few years since the last album, and here we are on the on the eve of this release. It's been about, what, four years, five years since you guys released the last yeah, album?
1: Way too long. Um, yeah, you know, we went obviously through COVID and everything, and um, yeah, that was a real bummer. Not being able to play, not even being able to get together and jam for whatever the restrictions were so heavy up here. and. Uh you know and we wrote a lot and recorded a lot probably too much sort of before COVID and after COVID and then it was just wading through all this material and trying to figure out what was what and um yeah you know we took our we took our time um, and uh, we sort of did a record and we weren't super happy with it so we scrapped it and just started again and uh, the one that we started again is what's coming out on Friday.
0: That's a big deal. You know, scrapping something you guys spent a lot of time with, um, not being happy with the finished product. How did yeah. how did you guys come to that decision? Was it an easy one or was it was it challenging?
1: Uh no super challenging because I don't know. Some of us like some of it, some didn't like other bits and you know, we all get along, it's not fighting or anything like that. It's just, uh, I don't know, just trying to figure out where we were going with this record and what we were doing. And, uh, some of the stuff we did was pretty oddball and, and different for us. And maybe it'll see the light of day some of it one day. And, um, we just, we, you know, we were kind of lost in the wilderness for a while trying to figure out who we were and what we were. And it was. Really, that whole COVID thing, just, uh, you know, and just the world seemed upside down for a while. And then uh, we uh, we got back, got our shit together and boom, cranked this, cranked it out.
0: How was trying to create during the pandemic for you? Um,
1: It's it was frustrating. Like, I, I write a lot. Um, but I need those other two guys to make the magic happen. So it was frustrating not being able to get together. And then when we did get together, we felt like we were breaking the law sometimes. Uh, And then the whole, I don't know. It it was, uh, it was really challenging to stay positive and uh, push forward. You know, we did a few shows when it kind of eased up and people weren't allowed to dance People weren't allowed to stand. They covered the stage in plastic barricades. And it's just like, I would rather not, in hindsight, done those shows. It was so odd and bizarre watching somebody stand up and start dancing and, or come towards the stage and people freaking out. And I was just like, this isn't rock and roll. We're not, I don't want to do this. And luckily, we got through it, you know, and it's all back to normal, uh, hopefully, forever.
0: Yeah, that's a a weird time, you know, when I was talking to Brett from the Glorious Sons, their new album was developed and created during the pandemic. And it was difficult. And there's a lot of personal growth and a lot of excruciating moments trying to create because people like yourself and other artists are a creature of observation and a creature of what's around and stimulation. And when you're not being stimulated, it's very difficult to kind of find that creative juice and make music.
1: Yeah. It was just, you know, frustrating. Um, just not being able to do what we always do. Not being able to play shows. Not being able to. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Tell me to get up. Um, and a lot of that frustration is in this new record. um, I would say it's easily, I think, our most pissed off recording, um, so to speak. Uh, there's uh, a lot of that COVID is the story is is in the lyrics and in the emotions of uh, this new one, and some other stuff too. Um, but there's definitely uh, there's definitely some some anger boiling around in this one too, and some happiness.
0: When you decided to scrap the other record was it like tearing it all down and starting from scratch with creating music for this album or was it, it took some parts from some songs and some things worked some things didn't
1: Um we we started pretty much all over um doing some different recording techniques and we're a lot happier with the, the sounds JR drummer uh, does all that stuff, and he was a lot more excited and motivated uh, with the music uh, once he was happy with the sounds. He's, you know, he's the engineer. Um, and if he's happy, he gets excited, and that really transfers over to the music. And the first stuff, uh, he wasn't super happy with the sounds, and I wasn't super happy with the songs. It kind of felt half-baked. And we sort of started it and then COVID hit and then we kinda of went back to it a little bit. And then uh, eventually we just, you know, I wrote a big new batch of tunes uh during all the riots were going on and and uh all that stuff. And we just sort of found found some energy and found some life. Um and I don't think I don't think we used any of the first stuff. And I've listened to it. There's a couple of songs I think are kind of cool that might might see the light of day uh one day um but uh we sort of felt like this the new stuff was just a little more cohesive a little more it just was where we were at at that time and we were we were in a, finally in a really good place you know i'm really excited to uh make this record and make it it was it's a bit different i think maybe not <laughs> but i to me it sounds a little bit sonically i think it's one of the best sounding records we've ever made. And um the songs are really fun to play. Um, we actually had to learn how to play side two the other day because we recorded it in the day and then we never played it again. And we went on tour this summer and we played side one and we kept saying, we've oh, we better, know, you know, nobody had heard it, so it didn't really matter. But we were like, We gotta we gotta play side two, and then we realized like, okay, we we'd actually get we've never played these songs live side too. So the other day we went through it and I was like, Oh, thank God we can actually do this.
0: <laughs> Why the name primal forces?
1: Um, you know, that's sort of what the record's about. Um, the primal forces of nature and of, of mankind. And, um, there's a line in one of the songs you know, about primal forces. And, um, it's really what we were feeling, you know, it's the, the universal, you've got, uh, love and death are definitely big themes on the record. You know, sex is in there a little bit, the end of time, uh, time running out just, you know, the, the, the forces that are beyond your control, you know, that, that, that you sometimes you don't notice they're there, but then when they happen, uh, you feel them and you just feel like, wow, that's some powerful stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where it came from.
0: Did you draw from any different influences on this record or was it pretty much the norm of what you guys do?
1: Um, You know, that's a great question. We, it was, it's, pretty much the same like we have such a wide range of kinds of music we like um so i think it, like there wasn't any discussions um about influences or anything like that it just sort of it's a very natural uh natural feeling that we had that when we did it just it just came out and that's uh that's what was happening and when we got you know partway into it we really felt like we were on to something special you know we were excited um and, and just having fun and, and and just letting it all hang out um but there wasn't any i think the influence was the outside world that was the big influence of you know watching shit on tv watching riots watching just just the madness that suddenly the modern world just went insane and you know, we've been around for quite a while and I think the world's always been a bit crazy. I I've never seen it um uh, go that crazy that quick. So yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh it was it's it still is an interesting time. Um but yeah, I agree with you, man. Turning on the news every day during all that got to be exhausting.
1: Yeah, it really it really was. Um and we we just tried to focus, you know, in the first half we were not for a loop, but we really tried to focus on processing this and putting it all down on tape, so to speak, of what, what we were feeling and where we were at. And uh, Yeah, so far the people we played it for have been digging it. And, um, and yeah, we're hoping uh, it comes out on Friday that uh, people will check it out.
0: I'm wondering if the first batch of songs you recorded then scrapped because you mentioned having fun again was it because or, or I shouldn't say the only reason it was but did what was happening in the world have a impact on your headspace which then translated to the songs not inspiring you or not grabbing you like you thought they would
1: yeah we um we just got inspired for sure by what was going on and, um, just felt like a real, like, let's get this done. Who knows what's, what's going to happen next. You know, once we were really in the thick of it, and again, trying to play shows, uh, behind plastic walls and trying to whatever jam, jam via zoom or whatever. And, um, We got we got really fired up about like, all right, let's 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 start again, let's do what we do. Um and it just quickly knocked it out. We're just kind of sick of I don't know, whatever. It was like it's time to get some music out. And um we were really feeling motivated and and luckily that feeling is still carrying on. We've been writing and recording uh still and we're gonna try to get like a little EP out. Um, maybe hopefully late spring, summer, um, with some more new music, um, because we feel like we were just sort of gone for too long. And, uh, we went on tour last summer and we were wondering, man, is anybody going to remember who we are? And, uh, we had such a great response and it was so good to see people we hadn't seen for a long time, uh, come out to the shows and yeah, we're just super motivated to be back and, uh, keep on rocking and rolling
0: what was it like to get back on stage like that and make that connection again with an audience?
1: Oh, it's the best. It's the best drug ever. Like when it's, when it's really going great. And, um, we had some, some of the best shows I've ever had in my whole life, um, last summer. And, um, yeah, it's, that's just a high, like, like nothing else. Um, you just want to do it again every day. I can't imagine what it's like for people that pack stadiums. Like what that must be. you know? Club shows we played, they just went off. You know, um, they I, they missed us and we missed them, and uh, yeah, it was so fun.
0: What was it like to see Maiden last night?
1: Oh, they were great. You know, I'm not. I'm not the hugest Iron Maiden. Of the first record a ton, um, and they were great. They were killer. Like, I do like them. It's not, you know, one of my all-time favorite bands, but just went and saw them, and, and it was so good. Like, um, just the, they, you know what I dig about those guys is they do whatever the hell they want. They play, like, they didn't play any, you know, they didn't play Number of the Beast. They didn't play Run to the Hills. They did a bunch of deep cuts, but they were really cool. They did play The Prisoner. Uh, which I love. I love the first three records when they had Clive Burr on drums. That's to me is, uh, the best stuff. But, um, yeah, to see those guys up there and still, still giving her. It was a great show. Way better than I thought it was going to be. I've seen,
0: I've seen Maiden a lot over the years. And last year I went and saw them in concert. I took my son and, you know, it was, it was at a 22,000 seater, uh, in Chicago. And then a few days later I took him to see Butch Walker at the House of Blues which is like 1800. Yeah. And he said you're what you're going to learn tonight is it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. It's about the connection the artist has yeah. with his audience because you can get the same energy with 22,000 as you can with 1800. Um and you know he was like yeah it was like it was totally a great vibe and For a band like yourselves that's got such a great catalog of music and still young and still still emerging you know even though you guys have been around for a bit for you guys to connect with an audience what what's that like for you i mean obviously you're not drawing what maiden draws but how do you create that energy with a crowd um
1: you know we we always go out we you know we go out and hit the stage um with a ton of energy um, and just try to wow them or whatever we're having, you know, we do it for ourselves. Like that sounds a bit silly, but you know, we're, we love the music. We have so much fun playing the music. Even when we practice, we're jumping around like fools. Um, And as soon as, you know, we get some people up at the front and they're dancing a bit or cheering, then it just spirals and, and goes up and goes up. And it's, uh it's pretty rare now that we can't get people out of their seats and up dancing and just depends a little bit on where where we play um but um like i say that tour last summer we the energy just coming back was so good we would we just keep going we're so you know we played for almost three hours some of those shows because the people just kept cheering We'd be like oh play another one well let's play another one (laughs) somebody clapped oh man let's keep going um you know when the crowd gives you energy we're just hyped we just we just want to go and if that hasn't happened for a while but even if they didn't like we're still going we just won't play as long
0: (laughs) i know when we last talked you talked about touring europe particularly spain um you talked about possibly doing some festivals in the u.s is that still on the table for you guys is that still something that you guys are able to do
1: uh we're uh well we did Spain last summer and we're going um we planning to go back again and try to go to the uk we've been getting some airplay there we're uh trying uh trying anywhere that wants us we'll try to go so the uh, America unfortunately you guys it's so tricky getting all the permits and stuff um so we did have them and then we lost them over COVID, but yeah we're definitely Anywhere that wants us to go, if we can find a way, we're going to go. Like, uh, we're hoping to get over to the UK. We're definitely going to go back to Spain and Germany and France. And, um, uh, yeah, if people want us. We will try and get there for sure. Um, we're hopefully going to go to Texas and play some shows. So if that happens, we'll have those visas, those P2 visas. Um, it's tricky because like, for American bands to come to Canada, you just drive up and, hey, we're coming to play. And it didn't used to be that way. We changed the laws, so uh, you guys can come up and play. But unfortunately, uh, we're still with dad as, uh, I don't know, troublemakers or whatever. When we drive up to the border, uh, we are not allowed in without some very expensive paperwork. Um, but we're working at it. And uh, not- uh, we're Hopefully,
0: happen. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Labros from 1,000 Mods a week or so ago, and he was talking about the same thing. And they've actually toured before in America, and it was still difficult and a lot of challenges, a lot of hoops they had to go through in order to get the visa and also the expense related to it as well. So I don't know why or what's changed, especially, you know, if you've been here before. Um I I don't know what why why it's become so difficult and challenging. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's really expensive like you all the bands whether you're a band our size or whether you're Justin Bieber, you know, and they sort of have those rules for like the big stadium bands because they feel like I think that the Canadians or whoever where whatever country you're coming from, you're coming, you're taking work away from American bands, so we want you to pay uh this much. And there's no like sliding scale. Like if we're when we roll in and go and play in Seattle or something, um, you know we're getting a few hundred bucks, right? Like not not the same as you know Justin Bieber or whatever the heck those guys are making. But there's no there's they just look at it all as one. We all just fall under one umbrella. So it is very challenging. And if the thing that always is scary is if you do it wrong and you show up with all your stuff, you. They are not happy. You are gonna, you know, possibly look at a five year ban from ever going into the states and stuff like that. And and I love America, and I think you guys are great. It's I love going to the States. Any chance I can, I just take it. I have I have so much fun there. It's just you guys have so much action going on out there. Canada's I love Canada too. It'd be a little sleepy, uh, for my taste, but um so yeah, long story short, we're definitely Definitely going to try and get that paperwork happening and get it going. Um, for us right now, it's just like the paydays over there in Spain and whatever, are so good. Uh, so it just makes financial sense to go there. Um, but uh, with the new album, we're always itching to go and go. We love playing for crowds that haven't seen us before. Like I, I love. I'd rather play to a room full of strangers than uh, a bunch of our friends. I, I love that. Just walking up, like no one knows who we are. Let's go.
0: You guys have cornered the market on comedy, though, with South Park and Trailer <laughs> Park Boys and Kill Kenny. Yeah. You know, or letter is it Letter Kenny?
1: Letter Kenny SCTV. We used to have that's so I just think the funniest show ever. Yeah, uh, Canadian are funny. <laughs> We're a funny people, that's for sure.
0: My son loves Trailer Park Boys. Like he quotes it with him and his friends all the time.
1: I when I used to write for a rock magazine, I got to interview Mr. Leahy uh, oh, two hours, and then they they did a little club show. We went and hung out with them and stuff. Um uh, so Those guys were hilarious.
0: I love the episode with Alex Lifeson when they're in prison.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so they good. start
0: like they start like humming the guitar riffs and everything because uh, they're trying to make music. Oh, it's just it's classic. It's awesome. So the album's about to come out. When you had this experience, it's been a while for you. What's the excitement like? What's the nervousness like? What's the atmosphere around you guys when something like this is about to come out?
1: Um, I'm really excited. I love when people send us messages and they are like, oh, you know, I heard this song. I like this song. I get I get super stoked. I don't really put a lot of stock into the Good thing. Um, our drummer is a total weirdo. He just loves the bad reviews. He cracks up when we get savage. We got we had a savage one the other day, um, which really mm-hmm. I kind of laughed about it. whatever. It's, we're not for everybody. The guy was like, It sounds like deep purple meets sound garden. This is terrible. <laughs> and I was like, Well, I love deep purple, I love Soundgarden." garden. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, we're we're really excited to get it out and um, and for people to buy it. Where I'm, I'm taking a box of the records to this local record store, uh, maybe tonight uh, or tomorrow, and and uh, the guy's already pre sold a whole bunch, and so it's it's really exciting. Um, you know, we're just thrilled to have it out, and already like the wheels are turning. I'm like, let's make another one. Let's, let's get going. Make another one real quick. A little quicker than the last one anyway
0: from all accounts of the people that have received their vinyl already um that I know of there's probably about a handful of guys that I know have gotten the, the vinyl and of course I've heard the album everybody is raving about it oh, everyone so- is just totally stoked about this, about the album oh I'm so glad
1: yeah it's um we're we were pretty thrilled with it it was like I don't know. Some of the songs just came together so fast and uh, they're just so fun to play live. Well, we haven't really played side two live very much, but um, yeah, people dig it. It just makes me so happy, you know, and we're just thrilled and we feel we feel really lucky that that, you know, anybody listens to our music and uh, we're just we're just over the moon. people buy it and we're like wow you actually dig
2: us that's so cool hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds our family now has three pairs of raycon earbuds around the house and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price and yes she loves them now if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of raycons
0: And the, the guy who I always do it with, we do the, you know, the same show every three months. And after we stopped recording that episode, we started talking about stuff that's coming out in the fourth quarter. And he knew I had heard the new album. He goes, dude, I got the vinyl for Lachinga. I go, yeah, he goes, it's so fucking good, man. <laughs> it's so fucking good. So yeah, I think people are going to connect with it and, and it's going to resonate with people. It's, you know, I, I, I know. Rock music has taken a beating over the last couple decades with relevancy and popularity. But I always believe that what's good will always be found and what's good will always be appreciated. And this album, Primal Forces, is is the goods. It's really good, really good stuff.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you dig it, Jay. That means a lot, man.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, I've been waiting for you guys to come out. I mean, I've messaged you before through DM, like, waiting patience you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was uh and then it just like like it's been done the record's been done now for oh god over a year and a half or whatever like it takes that's the you other know, thing it takes that long to get the vinyl to get everything done like it's it's cuckoo you know like it's was mastered well over a year ago um that's just the, the way it is so Um, we might do what the kids do these days and do some single releases of individual songs, just throw them out there and just to keep keep on going. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. I, I still am a total album guy. I play records all the time. Um, but a lot of the bands we play with now, they're like, oh, we just put out one song. So we might, we might try that and then collect a bunch and put them out or, Who knows? We'll see. But uh, we're just damn glad that this one's out and that and people are digging it.
0: What coming off the last album. What is the difference for you guys in terms of recording, writing the evolution of the band? What is that like for you guys into Primal Forces that came from Beyond the Sky?
1: Uh, just cohesion. Like we were, we, we've been doing it so long. (laughs) And, uh, what's neat is I, I know, I feel like we're actually better. Like we're tighter. We just think sometimes of like, we have like one mind, (laughs) maybe, maybe no minds, but we're just, um, we just play together better. Like after all these years, all these miles, um, there's just a the magic that happens. Um, and it only happens with the three of us. We've had, uh, other drummers have, have had to fill in for J sometimes with, with work and with life occasionally. Um, and it's just not the same And they've been, they've been great drummers, really good drummers, but there's, uh, when it's the three of us, uh, there's just a the chemistry that's really grown over the years. Um, you know we we just played the other week and um honestly it was i i was up there enjoying myself so much cuz we had really good sound man a really good mix and just like i just was just flying just flying like i was like wow we're doing things now we couldn't do before you know we didn't we didn't know how to do dynamics as well or we just just uh, just right away as soon as the show starts it's just oh there it is wow you know this the secret sauce of the three of us together um and it's just so fun you know like we just keep going
0: <laughs> as far as the music goes on this album and versus the last one beyond the sky, is every album its own entity or is it something that you or things that you try to transfer from one album to the next um
1: i think that they're its own entity you know i wasn't happy with everything on beyond the sky um there was some songs on it whatever that I don't like when records go on too long. And that one I felt could have used a little editing. Um wasn't was a couple of those ones to me didn't feel done. Man, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The other people dig them, but it's um this one just like everything just felt right. Everything just felt good. Um it just just all came together, <laughs> even though it took five years when we finally got to this this batch of songs, it just clicked. And, um, beyond the sky was a little more put together like a jigsaw puzzle, sort of, um, a little session here, a little session there. And, um, this one was just like, once we got rolling, once the tune were there was just go. And, um, just, we were all on the same page, I think, uh, with the vibe. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and the, it's a little pissed off and snarly more than you know, hippie groovy stuff that maybe was on the first record. Um, you know, it doesn't have that sunshine as much as some of the earlier stuff. This is a little bit of a darker record for us, um, I think. Um, yeah, so it's just sort of get into whatever emotional whatever headspace we're kind of in and away we go you know we don't we don't really talk about it or think about it we just kind of do it um i don't like you know that just like here's how it goes let's do it let's try to cut it pretty quick if it's not done in the first three takes it's probably a crappy song generally um that's how I like to work I like to just right here right now let's go I don't want to rehearse it too much um I just want it to be as real and alive as possible and um on this one yeah oh, the keeps going what the hell I'm late for probably something um but yeah so it was just we were we were feeling it and uh boom that's what you get
0: when you when you think about the album i talk to a lot of artists that are their own worst critic right yeah i get albums sent to me before they release all the time and i get asked listen to it once and call me and i want i want to know what you think so i'll you know and and i can hear like the turmoil within the artist who doesn't think it's that good because Like all artists, they don't think anything's ever good enough. Yeah. And you talked about your music and how sometimes you're not happy with it. Do you think it's more of you yourself being critical of your work? Or do you believe that, well, it's kind of, you. I know which way you're going to answer, but do you think it's more or less that you're just too critical and just, you know, maybe the, like all artists lack the confidence on stuff sometimes. I think
1: for me, it just, if something went out and I didn't feel like it was done, like I, I can hear I, And it's not many. It's just really on the last record. I'm like, that one wasn't done quite baking yet. It's not, I call them like 90, 90 percenters, you know, sometimes I'll write a song. And and ninety percent of the song is is good, but it's not, it's not it's missing something, you know. So then I'll just I'll put it away and maybe Frankenstein it or use it a bit for something else later, maybe come back to it. Um or maybe not. And it's just like there's good parts, there's like there's nothing that I, I'm totally embarrassed about or or hate. I'm just like I wish we hadn't released that one think i could have made it better i think ben could have come up with helped me out and made it better you know we we all write together and stuff and um um but that was that record kind of got out of control it was out of my hands a little bit unfortunately and whatever it's not it's not the, the end of the world i just if i could go back in time i would have just edited a couple of things kept a couple of things off. And I just, to me, it would have been a more cohesive uh, record, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just moving forward.
0: (laughs) With this album and the recording of it and the release of it, you know, there's been a long time since the last one. And I asked about your excitement around the album and the band's excitement, but there also has to be kind of like a sense of release, a a sense of relief. On the eve of its release, because it has been a while, and it's exciting to put out new music, especially you know you're you're putting out stuff and you're going on, uh, on roads that you haven't been in a while, so that in itself yeah. you know can be nerve wracking.
1: Um, yeah, it's like um, I'm I'm ex- I'm super excited to just, you know hear what people think about it and stuff like that, and and um, I do think it is a slight change from. Our sound that's been on the the other records, but you can hear elements of the new one on the other records and pockets. I think this one maybe is just a bit more focused. Um but I'm not uh I, I'm always excited to play them live. And I always look for, I'm not uh, where we're at now as a band, hopefully this doesn't sound like I have a giant freaking ego because I don't, but um, you know, we don't fear any band or any crowd uh, we'll we'll go on stage we'll open for any uh, you know anybody anytime anywhere and i always feel with, with those two guys on stage behind me i i'm so confident up there that we're just gonna go cool and um uh, tear the roof off the place um and that's a really cool feeling that um don't think i had in the early days of the band like we always had fun but now it just feels like i don't know if we're polished or whatever but it's i just know having played together for so long that something something exciting something good's gonna happen and if you dig rock and roll you're probably gonna dig our band um and so yeah we're uh you know in the in the when when growing up and playing in bands all the time you'd see a band and you'd be like, Oh my God, I, I don't want that band to open for me. They're so good. They'll blow us off the stage. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, know. I don't want to go on before them or after them or whatever. And now I'm like, I feel like jam. I'm like, bring it on. Let's use <laughs> the best band around. Let's, let's get on a bill with them. Let's go toe to toe. You know, we try, we try to blow away the audience. We um, with with excitement and energy and uh, the tunes and with fun, um, but yeah, it's it's when we're when we're playing with other bands. I don't know okay they are we're trying to we're trying to blow you off the stage like right out the door, and, um, and that is that's one of my favorite things. It's just just flooring an audience like. That's the best.
0: When you were writing this record and you mentioned how more aggressive it is in terms of the subject matter and more angry, as as you also said. Obviously, you know, it's a product of what was happening in the world. But was this a therapeutic record? And two, how did it feel to get out all this aggression that had built up inside you guys? Um.
1: Yeah, it was definitely definitely therapeutic and definitely um uh, you know, putting some emotions or whatever feelings, vibes into the music that hadn't been there before. I mean it's no death metal record or anything like that, but it was just yeah, it felt felt really good to sort of I don't know, sing about the times that we're living in and um just it's just a good feeling to sort of get get that off your chest, and it's uh, it's not really finger pointing or anything like that. I think it's open to interpretation, which is what I like in uh, art a lot of times. Um, you know, it's just this is what we were feeling, um, and uh, I think a lot of people were were feeling that way too. Um, so yeah, just to just to get up there and kick out the jams and express yourself—it's uh, great, really good, really liberating. And uh, it feels that way when we play play those songs live too. It's just like, hold on, here we go. Um, you know, they're—they don't really. Somebody told me that they sound. Some of them sound like anthems, and it's like. I don't really set out to write anthems, but it is some of the songs to me, it's a character singing the song sometimes, you know, it's not always me, it's just whatever. And I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that the person in that song that is singing it, that's, that's an anthem for them, you know, and uh, probably for us too. But, um, you know, there's a, there's some call to arms on that, on this record. Um, You know, there's some calls, like, wake up and live. Get out there. Let's go. Uh, Because you're only one around once, so uh, have some fun.
0: Was that a challenge for you and the band to kind of take on these subject matters that really wasn't a part of your your music prior to that? I mean, there may have been some elements here and there, but to really kind of center a record around what you're seeing and what you're observing that was different that was a different approach for you guys
1: yeah it definitely was it wasn't really wasn't really a challenge um it just came very natural we did uh we did question sometimes a little bit like oh, are we really are we really doing this is this is this is this us or whatever and um my answer was always like, right, like, whatever I'm in this mood today. You know, this is, this is, this is me today. This is being real and raw tomorrow. I'd be in it obviously a different mood, but this is where we're at right now. This this real. It feels real. Let's go. You know, um, it's funny. Cause some of the new stuff we're writing is already super different. It's kind of like, I got that off my chest and, uh, got a bunch of ones kicking around that uh you know that are that are different again and, and that's kind of what I like I mean we sort of we laugh because sometimes we think we keep making the same record over and over again at least Jay likes to say that he's like I are we I think we made this record before and I'm I think no it's different oh they're all different uh you know we have a sound but then so does ACDC, so does the Ramones, so does all my favorite bands, you know, there's that sonic sound. And, you know, we're not going to make a rap album or anything like that, but we can, you know, move here or there, uh, sonically. And, and uh, you know, as long as it's a natural, a natural change, you know, a natural thing, uh, to reference UFO, that, um, it's, it's cool. You know, influences come and, and, Whether they're musical or they're outside, outside primal forces, just sort of pull you over there, and you just just let it happen, and and, then something cool usually comes out because it's real.
0: Yeah. What about being considered in the stoner rock genre? I remember I asked you about this a few years ago about you know being kind of labeled as a stoner rock band. When I hear stoner rock stuff, and I'm like, well, it's like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple type style music to me it sounds like heavy metal and hard rock the old school heavy metal like the heavy metal I grew up with
1: yeah no we we always laugh cuz we we're like well isn't Led Zeppelin stoner rock isn't Black Sabbath like you say stoner rock um we and those are like those are like my two favorite bands you know those are that's really a big touchstone for me. Those are the bands that I grew up as a kid listening to. Um, but yeah, like modern stoner rock, like there's what they call it, like the desert sort of sound that has like that Kaya sound and, and things like that. And we don't like, we, we don't really have that. We just have, I don't know. We have classic rock is really where we're coming from. Um, and a lot of those bands, people get stoned and listen to them. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. You know that we do have some psychedelic moments and we have some some riffs and things like that. But then, so did you know, so did Black Sabbath, uh, so did Zeppelin, so does uh, you know, so many bands. We we have a really you know, some people don't think of us as stoner rock at all, and um, it's probably of my vocals you know if if we had somebody else singing doing that sort of uh john Garcia type and he's a great singer love that guy's voice um that uniter record's so good so i think that's like that band not to digress i think that band's better than, than Caius ever was but that's just me um but yeah with 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 my vocals there's not i don't think there's any Stoner rock bands that have guys singing like I sing. So we sort of, uh, we confuse sometimes, like, if you're really a hardcore, modern stoner rock fan, you, yeah, you might, you might dig it. You might also be like, that just doesn't sound like, uh, I don't know, so many of the bands out there. I do think that that's probably part of it. And again, though, we have a huge range of influences we love. Our pop, we love hair metal uh, speed metal <laughs> we love like all kinds of rock basically um, uh, and I think that having such a you know I love old school country music I love old blues all that stuff I think you know music was so and that that really comes into our sound and I love some stone rock I love Umanchu monster magnet is one of my all-time favorite bands uh we will go and play at some of those stoner rock festivals uh that some people really dig it other people are not and I don't know I don't know if a lot of the stoner bands jump around and take up the jams like we do but whatever we're we anyway, anyway, you know somebody wants us to come and play we'll play we played on Doom festivals, we don't really fit in there, but we'll, we'll, we'll play them. We play metal bands, we play indie rock bands. Again, you know, we kind of feel like we have our own sound. And we haven't really, I'm trying to think of a band we played with. We're like, hey, you guys are like us. Um, I don't know, but I'm a little bit hungover still from Iron Maiden, so maybe I'll come up with a name
0: later. I'll put it in the post-edit of the show. Mm -hmm. Carl, it's been a blast, man, catching up with you. Yeah. uh, Excited for this new album, Primal Forces, out October 6th. Like I said, it's being recorded before the release date, but we'll be airing it a few days later after the release date. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's a kick-ass album. Everyone that's listening, all the information about the band and where to get the album will be in the show notes, all their social media platforms. So check out that when this releases and go like and follow and order the album because it's kicks ass and the band is awesome.
1: Thanks so much, Jay. uh, I'm just thrilled to be on the show and uh, thanks for, uh, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. We're we're stoked that you dig it and uh, we appreciate the support so much.
0: Absolutely, man. You came home today. You came back to the Hook Rocks.
1: (laughs) It's good to be back.
0: We'll do it again. Absolutely, man. Well, good luck with the album. And again, thanks for uh thanks for spending time with me.
1: Yeah. Cheers, Jay. Thanks, man. Tons.
0: That is Carl Spackler, lead singer and bassist from the band Lachinga. Like I said, go get their new album out this Friday, October 6th, called Primal Forces. Go check out all their social media. Give it a listen. You'll enjoy it. Absolutely. It's a great album. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And we will talk soon. Thank you.